Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith. And I'm Monty Belmonte. Later in the show, we go Greek with Benson Hyde and Rebecca Reddish at Provisions in Longmeadow for the Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome. And the Berkshires will bring the Delta downtown as Misty Blues joins us for Live Music Friday. But first, Art for the Soul Gallery has been hosting a series of youth social justice art workshops, local artists leading short lectures and hands-on workshops to inspire and engage youth aged 13 to 18 years around social justice issues. The cost is free, supplies are provided, and it's held downtown at UMass Amherst Center on 1500 Main Street in Springfield. This Saturday, January 27th, from 12 to 3 p.m. at Art for the Soul Visual Narratives, a social justice collage workshop with Jason Montgomery, a Chicano of indigenous Californian-Mexican descent, writer, painter, community artist, and engagement artist from El Centro, California in 2016, along with poet Alexandra Woolner and illustrator Jen Wagner. Jason founded Attack Bear Press in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Jason's work engages the cross-section of Chicano indigenous identity, cultural hybridization, post-colonial reconstruction, and political agency. And you may remember he was the one you could text and get a poem from and then yes. we re-aired that conversation another time and then jason got a bunch more texts asking for more poems which yeah was great. that was a great night actually <laughs> <laughs> it's about to happen again oh, yeah, that, we that, might no maybe we will give that number out again please do give it out again <laughs> oh let's do it but we are also delighted to have in the studio rosemary tracy woods who is the executive director of the art for the soul gallery in springfield she's been managing galleries for decades and opened art for the soul to highlight artists from diverse cultures backgrounds and to make art accessible to everyone in her role as executive director rosemary tracy woods has been able to bring many renowned artists of color to the attention of springfield's art community thank you both for joining us oh thank you, thank you for that lovely introduction <laughs> i just want to set the record straight okay that it is not a black gallery uh-huh it is a black owned gallery there we go and yeah. we embrace everyone Excellent. I don't think we said it was a black gallery, but I'm glad no, that's good so to know. No, but so many people, you know, it seems to have that because I'm black. Yeah. They think it's a black gallery. Right. It is not. It started under um, the DeVar Patrick administration when I was appointed to create art in downtown spaces. So far, I'm just at that one. But I'm praying each and every day with uh, through the help of TDI, Mass Development, the Bar Foundation, and other organizations, that Springfield will finally catch on to the same thing that I'm going to on Monday, Charleston, where you see just streets filled with art galleries and restaurants. They talk about the creative economy. You got to let creators come in. Mm. I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, <laughs> but I love art. It seems as if it's the only place I ever felt that I fit. Yeah. Let creatives come in and fund them. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because like this, if we're bringing people in and we're trying to make space for artists, like don't forget that like everybody's got to like make a living. But you do so much art, literally everywhere and have for years. How did you come to found a gallery as part of that? Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> I have a very old friend who, you know, has since moved south. She retired. She was in the housing business. And uh, when we met, I was working for the state of Connecticut, and she was going around, like people go around with Tupperware and Avon, selling art. Wow. What it was were, was... Uh, Originals transferred onto canvas and so forth and so on. Long story short, I said, why are you doing this? You can do your own thing. 
And because my brother was in the music business and I had traveled, uh, I said, I started calling a few artists that I knew and say, what would it take for you to ship me some art and we sell it? So that's really how it started. But even going further back than that, growing up in Philadelphia, having to run across the street and hiding at the art museum, and every place I had traveled all through the United States, because I traveled with my brother who was a musician, I never saw art that represented me. I never saw uh, Native American mm -hmm. art or Asian art or any art. So I was saying, why? And then as I grew up and found out how racist the art world can be, I said, if I ever had a gallery, I'm going to have nothing but black art. And why black art? Because that's who I am. You know, I embrace other cultures, but, you know, my relationships are basically with artists of color mm -hmm. uh, in regard as, but I love all art. I love all creators. Uh, and art is not just visual art. You know, it's, it's, it's um, performance, it's even culinary. It's art. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the old crafts like quilting and um, has just gone printmaking, and it's just unbelievable. And the only way that we're going to bring this country around and have a harmony and bring peace is through the art. Because when you were locked up in COVID, you played music. That was <laughs> art. You read. You did various things. And if uh, my old saying is, if you just give peace a chance, it will happen. That is Rosemary Tracy Woods, who's the executive director and founder of the Art for the Soul Gallery. And you can feel the soul coming out in the kind of art that she's bringing right here to Springfield. And she has a series that she's been going, uh, putting on this past month that will continue next month that includes youth and social justice art workshops. And we have one of those folks who's going to be leading one of those workshops Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes, Jason tomorrow. Montgomery, tell us about what your workshop will entail there uh, tomorrow. So my workshop is uh, based around collage because I am uh, – that is my main kind of uh, footprint when it comes to visual art. And the idea is that finding uh, narrative and expression through collage. And I like doing that because I, I do like the idea of, A, collage is a very accessible medium. Um, you don't have to be able to draw a straight line with a ruler to collage. <laughs> All you have to do is work a pair of scissors and have some glue. Um, but it also is a medium in which we can find a variety of reflections out there and then, you know, bring them together in in different forms. And that there's some Something about, you know, particularly giving youth that kind of that, that ability to say, you know, look and see what, what amongst this catch, captures your attention, distill it down to just the part that you want, and then, you know, put it down onto a canvas and let's see what, what we can kind of say about ourselves. I mean, there there's like a, a, almost a, a hip hop to it you know that idea of being able to like cut just the beat you want out or cut just the, the melody that you want out and to be able to put that down and that's one of the reasons that I really love the the form and being able to to bring that to the to youth and to be able to say let's let's figure out a let's start from just a, the place of expression let's start from just a place of talking about ourselves and then kind of stretch that out and figure out where we position in society. And, you know, 
Claw's blessed soul like gives you the ability to do that because you have to be able to look for yourself in in these various pieces and if you don't see yourself there that's an avenue for conversation if you're looking at like the materials and like i don't see someone who looks like me and i don't see someone who is comes up like me or who was brought up like me i don't see me in these pages in and of itself you can start a conversation from there so yeah. yeah, I had a question about the inherent equity of collage, but you basically answered it already. So now I have to build on something else. <laughs> it's a collage of questions. Uh, but that is what you'll be doing. Visual Narratives, a social justice collage workshop tomorrow at Rosemary Tracy Woods Art for the Soul Gallery right in downtown Springfield. It's from 12 to 3. It's free. Materials are provided. It's making art accessible for all. We'll take a little break right here, I think, and we'll have more with Rosemary Tracy Woods, who hinted about her brother and the music. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that and more with Jason Montgomery, artist as well. <laughs> You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. Like I understand. You great. Don't talk about my brother. <laughs> Wake up. Welcome back to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Khalees Smith. And we are here with Rosemary Tracy Woods, the executive director of Art for the Soul Gallery in Springfield, and Jason Montgomery, who will be at Art for the Soul tomorrow, Saturday from 12 to 3, for Visual Narratives, a social justice collage workshop. And you were saying, Rosemary, off the air, about the, the real importance of art and social justice. And your story is incredible. You were uh, awarded by the Governor Duvall Patrick administration, the Unsung Hero Award for this type of work. Talk about what's going on with the gallery now, the current funding to keep these conversations happening and alive in Springfield. Well, the gallery is, I'm transitioning out because you know I'm very, very young. Yes. Time to go. <laughs> you sure go. And I have Emily Munsell, who is um, my gallery assistant. She's a young white female, and everyone said, How did you hire what? She was most qualified. At the time, I really was having some medical issues, not be because of the surgery, but because of the medication. Mm. So I needed someone in there. I wanted to hold the gallery. But I also realized that I'm not getting younger, although I hope I live a, a, a longer life. And I wanted to leave something to the community. I wanted to sort of leave a legacy, not my legacy, but a gallery where everyone felt that they could come. And all my life, I fought for equality uh, in my position with the governors uh, of Massachusetts. I worked in equal opportunity. And there's no talk. I mean, uh, Black Lives Matter seems to have died. Sure, we're, it's not much press about police brutality, black-on-black uh, -black crime, injustice and in foods and all other things, the hip-hop movement. So you have to grab the youth. They are a future. But most of the youth don't know anything about Rosa Parks or anyone. They can tell you some things. We need to have dialogue. With this economy, with this political change, there are some deep-rooted problems. And I hope that and the youth have so much to say. I don't talk to anyone over 30 because I don't want to hear about the aches and pains. I want the vibrance. I want to be uh, with uh, 
kids that have something to say. There's so many children that come from dysfunctional homes. They need help. We've got to talk. We have to talk to each other. We got to love each other. All the hatred and the bitterness and the whole climate is just not what I want. So when I got this grant from the bar, I said the bar foundation, good, which bar does foundation. a lot of these big funding things. Yep. Yeah, uh, I said, and they were very kind. And I had had a lot of work with the community development. Uh, I mean, the community foundation and board development and so forth. So I thought I would concentrate on that social justice, dealing with the youth. That's my theme. And I can't tell my other secret, but I have a great project that hopefully will come up and it's going to be a mind blower. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully you'll tell your secret. Once it's no longer a secret, you'll come back and tell us about it. I will. And then one of my artists, in fact, the last artist in the series is Maurice Taylor, who's a hip hop Mm. artist. And uh, then I have a Wolf of Oxus who's going to be doing a rice and bean plate, which is a tradition in uh, Latino homes. And I've had some, I think, a, a very good mix. I'm going to have a Liz who uh, runs the uh, food uh, community gardens yep. come in and talk about the desert and what kids should be eating and talk about those things. You know, uh, I was a Pop-Tart kid, but today these kids, a lot of them, if they don't eat lunch at school, they don't have anything to eat. Right. And we need to bring all that out. Everybody says, we need to heal, we need to heal. You can't heal unless you know what the issue is. Right. And I, that's all I want to do. I want to create equality and love for everyone straight across the board. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, or what. We're all going to be buried in the same dirt. Mm. And unless you're cremated, <laughs> That's it, you know. So, and I love Jason. I love his work. I worked with him before. I don't get around as much as I want to, but I welcome people to come to the gallery. I want to do some LGBT. I want to do some again another Native American. Mm-hmm. I've done some Argentine shows. Just uh, I've done some Asian shows. I would love to have a big celebration for Chinese New Year. Yeah, you it's know? coming right up. Yeah, yeah. so. That is Rosemary yeah. Tracy Woods, who's the executive director of the Art for the Soul Gallery. And the Jason she mentioned is Jason Montgomery, who'll be there tomorrow from 12 to 3 for the Art for the Soul Visual Narrative Social Justice Collage Workshop. Yes. How did you two meet, Jason? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I do know that like I had watched your work from afar and like really just been kind of in awe of like what you had built and the coalition you had built around Art for the Soul and like the the work that you were bringing in and seeing kind of how how you were you were really introducing community to artists who weren't necessarily even from this community um, and then I think I got I got to be in one of your shows, um, and I think that's where we the met. Native American. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. believe that was where we met. And then I, I remember the first time I met you, I was bringing work in, and I had set it down on the floor, and you stopped me, and you were like, "You need to pick that work up off the floor. Don't disrespect your work like that. You need to make sure it's set on a table." And I was like so embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my God, no!" Uh, but but it was true. Like I felt so. So empowered walking out of there as though like I had been treated as a real legitimate artist 
in and my work had been treated with a level of respect that it had not been treated prior to that and I, I, that was when I was like, anything Tracy, Rosemary wants me to do, I'm going to do it. Anything, anything. I don't care what it is. I, I will be there. I will show up. Because, like, that kind of empowerment is so rare in this community, especially for, for indigenous artists and, and other artists of color. You're not treated with that level. You're treated like you're lucky to be there. Like, somehow or other, you're, someone's doing you, you a favor. Mm. And, like... I can't tell you what that means to me. I really can't tell you what that means to me and what I know it means to other artists who have worked with you. So thank you. That's you, amazing. You run your own gallery. Are there things from interacting with Rosemary that you've learned and taken into what you practice in your gallery, which is getting a new space soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I stole the whole... I stole everything. <laughs> <laughs> I stole, like, if, if it wasn't... At least you admit it. Yeah, no, no, no. We, like, my whole gig, like, we stole from Rosemary. <laughs> we stole from Art from the Soul. Um, you know, I... I I think the level of of treating artists uh, with respect and with um, and and elevated and and professionalism, we definitely like that. Take one hundred percent that. Like we knew as soon as we started the gallery in East Hampton that we were going to have that level and we were gonna like require that of our artists too. Um, you know the the. You know, can, can come ready to hang was one of the first things you had said to me. Like, do not come in here with broken work. Do not come in here with work that's not ready. And I was like, you know, am I ready to actually step into, like, a legitimate gallery space? We we stole that from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to mentor uh, others. I, I always tell people, uh, I know a young man who's going to open up a gallery and through my other uh, RT was consultant, Billy Myers, mm -hmm. who's Mohawk, and Jason knows, uh, I will help you. I want to. I don't feel that it should just be art for the soul. I feel like every other um, brick and mortar should be an art gallery, and the next one should be a restaurant, and the next <laughs> one should be a bar, and, and, and on and on, because that's how you get the vitality. Springfield is, you know, they say it's a city, but you got to go to Charleston. You have to go to Philly, New York. It's, it's so alive, and you have to help each other. I want to help Jason. I've been up a few times, but I've been so way out. I'm working on a project with some artists uh, uh, down in Charlotte. I was surprised that they reached out to me. This little jazz place is going to be Paul Goodnight, James Denmark, and Neji Dorsey, prominent artists. They work start at ten, twenty thousand. I can't buy a ten dollar piece of art, <laughs> but um, I do own one of Jason's pieces. You do, though. You do own one of my pieces. It's so. the least and you can I do, think right? uh, with my transitioning out, not being in the gallery full time, that I have advised my board that they need to start acquiring art. I hope to get in a place that I can buy art from artists so that when I leave 20, 30 years from now, you know, go on to the transition, that the gallery will have a collection. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to do. I want to transition out January 1st, 2025. You heard We're it here. going to do a wise search for a gallery manager or an executive director. I will be changing my title to founding director, 
and chairman of the board. I just found out I need to do that. <laughs> and leaving a legacy. And I hope by then there'd be tons of art galleries and studios and uh, music playing and dancing in the street. And that is really um, the vitality and the kind of culture that we need. When they took music and art out of the schools, they did a damage to America. Because now you have all these kids like uh, Jay-Z and everyone, they have money, but they know nothing about art. They don't know there's so much money in art. And it's, it's, a, it's a breaker. Mm-hmm. It's a society breaker. And, I mean, I know Springfield likes the dancing on the pole, but they better get to dancing on the street <laughs> and create some <laughs> other stuff. And, uh, like, I, uh, when Britt Root came in, who with, is with Commonwealth mm-hmm. Mural, she came and she sought me, and I laid down, you know, my beliefs and my integrity, and we were able together, not me, it's Commonwealth Mural, but I was able to guide her, assist her with artists, and, and go beyond Springfield and look at the murals. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. mean, we're on and on. And who would ever thought I'd be doing a book signing with Ruth Carter? I knew because I followed Ruthie since she got on her Volkswagen and went to California. <laughs> I was one of the few that Two time Oscar invited. winner. She's been on this show twice. Yeah. We had her on right before she went to yeah. your gallery. So um, it's, you know, and you have to. It's through those relationships. And I never thought, but she invited me. And eight other uh, museum directors. I was saying, Ruth, they don't need to be up there with them people, you know. <laughs> and she said, "You're coming because you have inspired me and helped me." And that's what I I want. Ima, tons of artists come back uh, and tell me you have made such a difference in my life, and that's what I want to do. I want to make a dot between born. And, and I want that little dash to mean something to people. And if I can do that, if I can save one person or encourage one person, and I'm sincere, then I think it's all worth it. I, for one, want to live in the world that Rosemary Tracy Woods is trying to create. Right? And oh, even yeah. if, especially if that place is Springfield, Massachusetts. And you can <laughs> check out what she's got going on, the Art for the Soul Gallery. And Jason Montgomery, who will be there tomorrow from 12 to 3 who is an artist that will be presenting and uh, hosting a collage workshop, Visual Narratives, a social justice collage workshop from 12 to 3, free tomorrow. Thank you both so and much we'll for coming in. we'll be at UMass. We yeah. actually will be at UMass. Oh, yeah, right. Right around and the And I just want to, on the last note, what was so fulfilling, my greatest point, the first workshop we had was with uh, Aisha Miller. Her mother's the famous Edgenette Miller. Uh, a group from the Berkshires came down. It was a group home for special need kids. Mm. And this one kid, Tony, I said, boy, you must be Italian. You know I'm from South Philly. He was just awesome. He came to me at the end of the workshop, and he said, can you take a picture of me? So I said, okay, get over here by the light, because you know I'm black and I need lots of light. And he says, no, I want to take it here. And he pointed at the UMass sign. I say, why UMass? You know, they're hosting it, but come over. He said, no, 
because you know I'm I'm special. I say you're right. You're special. You're special in my sight in the whole world. He was the kid who had special needs. He said because all my life, my papa has told me you're never gonna be anything. You're not going to college. He says, but now I'm here in college, and Miss Tracy, I'll be back. That broke my heart. This kid wanted his picture taken under the uh, sign where it says UMass. So I thought having it in a, a college or a college setting rather than in the gallery would just bring so much hope to kids. And, and I have uh, Wesley Days, who's the um, director at uh, UMass, come in and talk to the kids and talk about the programs. And that's what we need. We got to encourage people. We got to help people. You know, I don't know if there's any help for you over 30, but <laughs> I mean, we we'll can try. Yeah. And it's at 1500 we'll Main Street in Springfield at the UMass Downtown Center in Springfield. <laughs> Rosemary Tracy Woods, Jason Montgomery will be there tomorrow from 12 to 3. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Later in the show, we're bringing Delta Blues to the Berkshires to Springfield here for Live Music Friday with Gina Coleman and Misty Blues. First, we drink Greek wine with Benson and Rebecca at Provisions in Longmeadow after this quick break. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. Benson, after we tasted our 1947 wine, that bottle of wine got sent to Provisions in Northampton and you got to taste it. What did you think? It was awesome to taste. <laughs> Did it taste like pennies when you had it? It definitely had some pennies going on. It was it was maybe a little bit long in the tooth, but I love I love the historical context of tasting old wine and thinking about where that wine has come from, what it's been through, all of that. So even if the flavor wasn't fully there, the enjoyment was 100% there. Wine is as much about the experience as anything else. Heck yeah. We've returned to the wine Thunderdome at Provisions Long Meadow with Benson Hyde, who is the owner and purveyor, and Becca Reddish. Yes. And Becca Re I just read it off the business card behind you. I'm not that smart, Becca. I'm just using context clues. And what are we drinking here, Benson? Taking a trip to Greece today. Nice. Greece is the word. Greece is the word. Not that Grease. There's a heavy metal Bee Gees oh, cover yeah. band. When they do the song Grease, they intro it going, the original title to this song was Lube. We're gonna drink Greek wine because you're gonna have a Greek wine tasting here later this Later afternoon. today, yeah, yeah. from yeah. Uh, four, to four to seven. seven. Are you gonna be able to taste these very wines? I think so. Sure, we'll leave some for you. Yeah, we'll leave some. <laughs> when we think about the history of wine as a human species, Greece is a very important place. When we think about wine as wine drinkers in 2024, Greece is not necessarily the place that jumps to mind. No, definitely not. And Greece uh, definitely took a hit. A lot of what they were exporting was actually, I think most people would qualify it as junk. So what the, what the masses were exposed to was not necessarily what you know we should think of when we think of Greek wine. We want Dionysus wine. Yeah, no, we want this. This is the Dionysus wine that you've pulled for us. Ooh. Wow, wow. Yeah. Nailed it. I'm going to have to do so, a call Bacchus joke for that one later. Oh, that, that's Roman. Sorry. To get back to the wine here, we are taking a couple of examples from the mainland Greece area, one from the Peloponnese, and then one from way further north into the mountains, away from the coast, up in uh, the Nausa region. Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. La, 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 la. I'm glad you're okay. 
So yeah, I think we want to start with the wine on our on our right. Okay. I think so. They look very similar in color, so it's a slightly bit confusing. On the right or the left? Wait a minute. I'm smelling the left. Right, my right. And I'm now smelling the right. Starting on the right. It's the right place to start. The right one is uh, the Nausa, which is uh, the grape is Zeno Mavro. What does this grape make you think of when you taste it? I mean, it's got a lot of barnyard, which I love. I think they both had it when I smelled okay. it, but this one has like a more bright, a brighter cherry, dark cherry. Yeah. But like this almost brandied pruney thing going on too. Yeah, super ripe. What do you think, Becca? I'm still not 100%. I'm drinking the same wine as you guys. Okay. <laughs> I'll sniff it. Oh yeah, smell, yeah, smell Benson's wine? wine and then smell your wine. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Versus yeah. this was the one that smelled really barnyardy to me. Oh, this yeah, one definitely. Wait, They okay. both smell barnyardy. Well, I wait, smelled them both. One smells yeah. way more barnyardy yeah. than the yeah, other. One, one has a little more funk. In yeah. The this one's got some fruit, at least on the nose, and definitely like. Right. That was my first impression too but they both stink yeah. in a great way. <laughs> yeah. In the best way possible. Yeah, and you know what we mean, listener, when we say barnyard. It's a euphemism. It's got nice grip at the end. It's yeah. very structured. Yeah. Grabs your tongue. Yeah. What do we know about this grape? It's one that I'm not, I'm not very familiar with. So Zero Mostel, he Mostel. played like Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof or something. <laughs> What's it called again? Zeno Mavro. Okay, got it. One of the things I often think of when I'm tasting Zeno Mavro is Piedmont, and I think you know, it has some of that same terroir, but also it just has that sort of like rustic, super grippy, can be kind of light in body, similar to Nebbiolo. And is this the one you said is more northerly? And this one is more northerly, uh -huh. okay, up cool. into the, up yeah. towards the mountains. It was super mild right off the bat. It kind of was almost nothing before the, the flavor kicked in. It was like, I don't want to say it tasted like water right off the bat, but it was refreshing and then it kind of hit with the flavoring. Uh -huh. Yeah, great food wine. Yeah, I may, I'm having burgers tonight, maybe this is Heck it. Yeah. What about Greek wine's affordability? Historically very famous, but not currently very popular. No, and actually I think you can get a lot of bang for your buck. I think that this wine drinks well above its price point, especially if you compare it to some wines from Piedmont. Mm -hmm. um, you'd be spending a lot more to get the same quality. I think also with our shop specifically, our customers come in and are excited to try new things than what they know they can get everywhere else. Part of the experience of shopping here is chatting with people and like learning about the new ones that you might not have tried elsewhere. So they might look for something that they haven't had before, like Moldovan or Georgian or something, just because Armenian, Armenian wine. Yeah. Because Armenian. you're Armenian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, do an Armenian wine tasting here, maybe during Orthodox Easter Ooh. season. That would be fun. That would be fun. We have a lot of people coming in and asking for Armenian wines now. Because they know you're here. Yes. <laughs> they also think I'm the owner, and I keep having to tell them I'm not. Just go with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should. How much of a share do I get? You can deal with all the challenging things. <laughs> Never mind. You just get to say, I am today, yeah. and then you wander away. Heavy lies the crown. <laughs> Should we dig into wine number two? Yeah, let's, let's recap on the first one again. What was it called? Zeno Mavro. Um, and it's from the Nausa region of Greece. Now we're dropping back down to the coast. This winery is called Tetramethos. The winemaker here is, when I first met him, I could not figure out this guy. I mean, he looks like a hippie who like just walked out of the hills. He's super soft smoking, but he makes some really incredible wines. Um, Did you say soft smoking? I think probably that as well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Very zen. Wine Squatch has come down from the hills to give us his latest vintage. I'm mm. sorry, I'm making assumptions. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to drink wine made by an accidental pan? <laughs> fawn out in the hills. He's out there. So you're saying you're really fond of the Zinomavro? Look it. Keep bringing it, everybody. I love it. 
But one, one of the cool things about this guy is, you know, a lot of the people in the region, they're, they're blending the grapes. And there are a lot of grapes that I can't pronounce and can never remember. This one is Azure Tico. Uh, that's one that I can pronounce and oh, I good. do remember. Good. Which is a good wine to pick for today. But it's cool because he, he does a lot of vinifying these um, grapes individually. So you can get a sense for each of the individual grapes. Is this 100% of that grape? This is 100% Azure Tico. Mm -hmm. It smells like the back end of a goat. <laughs> there was a lot of barnyard in the first one, and this, this one is... takes it up seven notches. Yeah. yeah. And again, I love that. Yeah, so when it, we are not disparaging it when we say this smells like poop. It doesn't taste like poop. No. It, not that I've eaten poop. It tastes a lot better to me than it smells. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's velvety. Yeah. It's like a very light, refreshing juice. It's way lighter on the palate. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a good fruit structure, but it's like, compared to how much it stank, you think yeah. it, w it was going to yeah. bomb your palate. I thought palate, it was going to have way more structure. This yeah, is, yeah. It's kind of pretty on the palate. Yeah. yeah. Like the fruit really shines as opposed to the earthiness. Right, I'm getting violets or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more yeah. like a flower than, yeah. than a fruit even, yeah. This is the type of wine I usually drink. <laughs> All right, well, that vote's cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like a, I like a light wine that's not too difficult, that doesn't, you know, fight me. Well, yeah. this fights you because it's confusing. It's yeah. like weaving and bobbing in the nose, and then all of a sudden, it gives you a nice stroke on the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sort of uh, light, light Pinot Noir-y mm. on the palate. Yeah. But just like a little bit of tannins right at the end, right on the tip of yeah. your tongue and like back of the teeth. That's... I love this one. Yeah. yeah. You know, this might actually be a great burger one. I, I find like some wines that have a little bit of juiciness to them uh, can be awesome with burgers. That's fun. Say the name of the grape again. As your Tico. As you like it. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. I have to come up with mnemonic devices to remember everything. Zero Mostel, as you like it. I guess they're all theater-based. Is this naturally fermented like it says on it the is. bottle? Yeah, it's part of his shtick. Is he's very minimal intervention. Um, he really wants to express the grape and the place. And the place here is actually really cool. So in the Peloponnese, you, you know, you're on the coast there but the uh, mountains like jump right out of the water. So you very quickly can get a lot of altitude and his vineyard sites are actually some of the highest in his region. Having been there and tried to walk through them, they are so steep. I don't know how these guys manage these vineyards because it is, it's like you kind of almost have to be fonts. strapped in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could probably get a donkey, which is why it yes. smells like a donkey's hiney. You can smell the donkey in this wine. <laughs> Only a true friend would be that truly a Not a bad thing. And it really does make the first one just smell like candy now. It almost smells a little caramelly afterward. Yeah. I think it's still, it, you know what has, the first one is less of a barnyard poop thing and more like a truffle. Mm. Ooh, it's, it's, but I still love the nose on that. I think the funk Street burned off caramel. a little bit and yeah. now the fruit is really kind of, yeah. I like that, the truffle. It definitely feels yeah. like tr truffled fruits. Yeah. Oh yeah, like have you ever had like a truffled peach yeah. with like prosciutto? Mm. Oh man, now I'm hungry. That probably would be great with this wine. Oh, I think so. And then I go back to the second one now, the As You Like It, As Your Tico, right? Oh, man. And I'm getting like, do you ever have those cap guns when you were a kid? Oh, and they oh, make those yeah, loud yeah, cracks, yeah. so there's like a gunpowder yeah, thing happening. Kind of thing. Mm. Ooh, that's fun. This is really fun. Yeah. This is going to be a hard huh. decision. Yeah, the funk is turning a little bit more, at least as the more I sniff it into that sort of like graphite-y cap gun. Like post, like fireworks-y sort of thing. Yeah. You look like the 4th of July. All right. All right. It's decision time. Benson Hyde, owner of Provisions. 
Becca Reddish, fake owner of provisions to the Armenian community of the greater Springfield area. I like that. Can we put that on our business card? Fake owner of provisions? We'll change it to Trojan owner. Like, oh, I love that. Going to write I'm, it on there? I absolutely will. Oh, nice. Let's I'll put it in the middle of the pack, and whoever gets it you will like a prize. My new NEPM business card is going to say co host and full time dreamer. And yours was going to say. I really wanted my business card to say, quite possibly, your only black friend. Um, but it was actually a racial divide between the people who said you should definitely do this and the people who shouldn't. But I balked too long on it, so it's not going to. So now it's going to say. It's just going to say co host and producer. I know. <laughs> it's way, way. I know. I, I think so too. I'm going to have to write it down on all of yeah, my business exactly. cards. Just, also. just write it in. All right. Two Greeks enter, one Greek leaves in this wine Thunderdome. Feels very Acropolis-y here. Is that Rome? No, no Acropolis is Greek. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Colosseum's Rome, right. Way of the Dragon. Back up. I know what my choice is. I know that I said that the second one, the Barnyardy one, was more a wine that I would typically drink, but I actually, after trying them both side by side a couple times, going back to the Xenomavro, because the smell really puts me off on the second one. Hmm. Can't get beyond the donkey. You know what else everybody like? Parfait. It's like, I don't know what causes that smell. Like, is it yeast? Oftentimes yeast, yeah. yeah. Fermentation character. And especially Feeling with the natural yeast, yeah. it's gonna you get You can wild. also get reduction. Um, and especially with more naturally made minimal intervention wines, you can also have a little bit more reduction, yeah. which can blow off, oftentimes will blow off as it opens up and breathes. So it might, you know, if we revisit this uh, later this afternoon, if you want to come in for the free tasting, yeah, <laughs> it could be a completely different beast. Well, it could be a mule instead yeah, of a donkey. Exactly. Well, then for More now, goat, I'm saying the Xenomavro, but maybe later today, I'll say the Azurtico. But for now, the Xenomavro. I'm on the other end. I like how it really does smell like the wrong end of sheep, but... I am a sucker for texture with wine, and the way that that just softens on the palate is wonderful, and I always love flowers. It's got all the things that I tend to like in a way that was unexpected, so. Strongly agree. I love the yeah. stank animal and the violet touch. So it's two They're versus one. Great, though. What do you got, Benson? You know, I'm gonna have to cause some problems here and say <laughs> I think I like the Zeno Mavro a little bit more. It's just it's a little more serious to me. I think that that structure, the tannin, and the, the a little bit more acidity. Up so firmly at the end. Yeah, it, it really does. stands up firmly. Yeah, I agree. The Azurtico was really joking around. It's like a prankster. Am I a goat or am I a grape? Does it smell? Or it's am I made by a pan. I mean, we've already discussed. Oh yeah, that's keeping true. it real Greek. Yeah, but I think yeah. I'm going to have to go with the uh, Zeno Mavro. Two and two. We'll call it a draw. We don't even have a tiebreaker. Where's Bruce? Our first actual draw. They're both good. Yeah, we could. You'll have it. to come to provisions and, yeah. and figure it, for it out for yourself. yourself. Let us know what you think, and maybe you'll push it over the edge one way or the other. Mm. And yeah. quick reminder that the tasting that's happening this afternoon is just one of their many that happen on Friday afternoons. You can always come and taste between 4 and 7. And it's free. It would be Dionysus to come Bacchus anytime and taste wines here, not just the Greek ones at provisions. Told you there would be a call box yes. for that joke. Up next, live music Friday with the Berkshires bass Misty Blues playing the Drake and Amherst next week. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, homegrown in Hatfield, Massachusetts, and providing energy savings for their customers for over 10 years. Learn more at northeast-solar.com.
Welcome back to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Khalees Smith. It's Live Music Friday, and joining us is Misty Blues, led by lead singer, brand founder, Gina Coleman. The band is based out of the northern Berkshire County, playing original and traditional blues with hints of jazz, soul, funk, and tent revival gospel since 1999. In 2019, Misty Blues were international blues challenge finalists. Misty Blues plays the Drake and Amherst Saturday, February 3rd, presenting their tribute, Queens of the Blues, featuring the works of Ruth Brown, Coco Taylor, Big Mama Thornton, and more joining Gina Coleman is Cam Benchavenga. Did I get it? That's my name. Woo! <laughs> guitar. And Diego Mung, who is on bass and also happens to be Gina's son. It's kind of awesome and cute. Let's, <laughs> but let's hear a song and then we'll ch- chat a little bit. Round and round way we go Where we stop, no one knows It's all good and it's all tight The swinging blues just feels so right Up and down we take a ride Holding firm against the tide Waves are rushing will they last The swinging blues go by so fast Side, we thrash around, slide around the whole dark ground. Move so slide, we float on hair. Swinging blues without a care. Push and pull, we make a sway. Trading lines and notes for play. It leaves you always one more. Swinging blues down to the core. Misty Blues 
with Gina Coleman and Diego Mung on bass and Cam Benchavenga on guitar. That was excellent. Fun stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you, um, Gina, we had on the founders of the Black Legacy Project on yes. last week or so, and you uh, you were a part of that project. Yes, we were the, the first city that they went to. They yeah. started out in the Berkshires. Diego and I were both in... Oh, excellent. Uh, involved. We were co-musical musical directors in the Berkshires. Yeah. Were you part of the performance last weekend, too? or? Well, we, unfortunately, were in Memphis. Uh-huh. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I hear it's not much of a blues city, Gina. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> but, but not being a part of the, the performance, yes, but you're on the album. Yes. Singing, for sure. What was yeah. it like to be to bring influence into that project and see it form? It was it was pretty exciting, especially I don't know if you had the chance to watch the documentary, um, and that was really moving to see yeah, it. Absolutely. You know, I'm like, oh, I was there, but now I'm watching it. I'm yeah. like, wow, this is so much more powerful than I was. Because yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. when you're in it, you, you know, you don't have the same kind of perspective. But um, it was amazing working with all those incredible musicians and looking at some of those traditional songs in a different way. I mean, when we were we were given um, lift, every lift Every Voice and Sing to reinvent. and uh, No pressure. I know. Well, Black I'm like, anthem and all. I know, exactly. I'm like, this kind of feels sacrilegious. We should not be touching this song. There's something really wrong with this. And yeah, what you did with it was super cool. I like, cool, especially yeah. love like the gospel revival yeah. sounds at the very end. Yeah. Like that was a really inspiring mm-hmm. That's all touch. Diego. That Bring was all in. Diego. Nice. Yes. Good, shout gospel. good choices. Yeah. <laughs> good, good choices. Uh, I think my first interaction with Misty Blues as a band um, and with you was at our former home where we brought you in to talk about some of the people who will be on this program yes. for Black History Month. They have a, a sort of interstitial thing about black people mm-hmm. in music. So of the folks that are going to be on this program, who is the one that you hope people go home and listen to the most? A blues legend. Oh, wow. I mean, it, I, I I have a hard time thinking that know, everyone doesn't favorites. listen to these women. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Discover, you know. <laughs> we Columbus Ruth Brown. I know. That's dark. That's funny. But I mean, I, I think like Ruth Brown is, I, I get a lot of flack for mm-hmm. adding Ruth Brown. I, I also, whenever we put out a show, Someone says, well, why don't you do this person? I'm like, because they're my queens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I mean, we could totally make this a 12-hour show. Um, I don't, do we should, we should do a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Now we have goals for next yeah, week. Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, let's, let's say our farewells, and then we'll have Misty Blues play us out. I think that's a good idea. We'll tell you that next week on the Fabulous 413, we are getting on the ice because it's hockey season. We're hanging out with the only women's high school hockey team in the Valley at Long Meadow High. And we're checking out animations that's starting to outgrow its Berkshire home with Zul Manzi. Plus, Alana Steinhauer of Volunteers of Medicine breaks down her organization's mission as they open a new branch in Pittsfield next week. And for Live Music Friday, playing at the Drake in Amherst a week from tomorrow, Saturday, February 3rd, let's hear one more from Misty Blues. Thank you all so much. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's a joy.
dealt a hand That don't seem fair If I done some wrong Lord, I'm aware I don't sleep I don't sleep well I got things to do One step forward Get pushed you back That's my life story On that beaten track I don't sleep I don't sleep I got things to do Ha <laughs> ha